0: Welcome to the Dollars and Cents radio show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Well, hello everyone. This is Carol Topp, your host of the Dollars and Cents show. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I am going to be sharing with you a excerpts from a a talk I did at a Homeschool Leaders Conference a couple of years ago, and it was called the Top 10 Tips for Running a Homeschool Organization, and I think you might find it enjoyable to hear what kinds of issues and questions these homeschool leaders assembled in uh, Wichita, Kansas had, and it might be very helpful when running your homeschool organization, too. I'm going to be covering a variety of topics, including things like your board duties, bylaws, how to prevent fraud, even things like paying workers, insurance, and record keeping. So for this episode and the next four, I hope you find them helpful as you run your homeschool organization. Okay, for our final workshop of the of the weekend it's called the uh, top 10 tips for running a homeschool organization so you have the handout in front of you which is very um, sparse but this these are oh, hang on these are the topics that we can cover and we can camp out as long as we want to on any of these uh, some of them we've already discussed so we'll probably pop over those but we can hang out on any of them as long as you want so we're going to talk about board duties we've touched a little bit on um what your board needs to do, but we can talk more. Uh, I, I touched on this briefly, but as a board, there are certain duties you have. Sometimes the attorney generals of different states have information about nonprofits, and Ohio's attorney general has a, has a great uh, document, and it's just called basically board, Nonprofit Board Responsibilities, and that's where I got some of this stuff. But basically, boards have the duty of care, meaning you're supposed to take care of your organization. You're supposed to care for it. I'm preaching to the choir because you guys are all here. <laughs> it's the other organizations where people are not properly caring for them that, that need to realize that. The duty of loyalty, which means that you think of the group's needs before your own, and and a, and a conflict of interest is when you yourself can benefit and you have to... Excuse yourself from decisions where you yourself can benefit. Remember, I said there was that board that voted themselves a, a discount on tuition. No, they're supposed to think not of themselves first, but of the organization first. So that was a conflict in their duty of loyalty, and they had to uh, they had to address that. Um, the duty of compliance with all state and federal regulations regarding nonprofits. There is that duty, and if you fail in that duty, you are responsible, and you can get Fines and penalties, and get tax-exempt status revoked, or, or mostly it's fines and penalties. And then finally, the duty of management, which is a lot of what we're we're trying to talk about here with record keeping and safety of the children, and uh, you know membership requirements, and all these kinds of things. Is I am trying to manage this group as best I can. That is my board duty. Okay. Those are kind of concepts. How they work themselves out is, of course, very specific, and that's kind of the, some of the stuff that um, we can talk about the rest of the hour or you can, you, can, you can read about in some of the books or the blog posts I, per, I, I create. And a lot of that in the back of my head is always I am trying to help you guys fulfill these duties of care, management, loyalty, and compliance. Questions, observations about that? Maybe you've never thought, oh, is that what it takes to be on the board? If someone asks, what's it take to be on a board, or what are the board duties, this should be what comes to mind, not you attend board meetings. It is this. I was part of a, of a board at my church. It was kind of the, 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 I called it the parent board, but it was really anybody who wanted to help serve the church by, um, it, was, it was for the student ministry, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so there was one member who just kept missing meeting after meeting after meeting, and finally the youth pastor called him and said, are you going to continue on this committee or not? He was, he was failing in his, in his duty of care, really, and therefore management because he wasn't there knowing what was going on or helping us manage and vote on things or whatever, or even just hold the, the youth pastor accountable to do his job. That was kind of our job. And he said, yes, he wanted to stay on. <laughs> And the youth pastor was kind of hoping he'd say no, because he had somebody else in mind who could fulfill these duties. At this point, a member of the audience raises a comment about a board member who quit very suddenly in the middle of the year, and that increased the workload on the three remaining members. And she was wondering aloud what could be done to stop that from happening in the future. Do you have in your bylaws terms, a term that she serves? We do year by year. Okay, then ask her, can you please complete your year? And she did. Okay, good. I mean, at least it's a little warning, but usually in the bylaws, a, a member can quit at any moment, and you can remove them at any moment. That gives you flexibility, but that also can leave you high and dry. So it was funny, when I was on the um, the board for AHG, the National Board, they they put in their bylaws, or maybe they tried to. They called it the Hotel California Clause. Remember that old song by the Eagles? You can check out, but you can never leave. Hotel California. What the clause said was, you can leave, but you have to find your own replacement. I don't know if you want to go there or not. Or don't leave until there's a replacement. Don't leave. Usually... You, you have to allow flexibility for them to leave at any time. So what you can try to say is, please serve out your term until a replacement is found, especially for the treasurer, unless the treasurer has to be removed by you guys. But please, treasurer, or there's extenuating circumstances, you know, health, right? Uh, and you say, please continue to serve until a replacement is found, either by you, the treasurer, or you place yourself where we find one. So that's about the best you can do. Sorry you got too busy, but can you stay on until we're replacing this guy? Then there was a little bit of confusion over who the officers in a nonprofit are versus the board members or the members at large. So there was an audience member who said that they took someone and moved her from a board member position down to an officer. And that caused a little confusion on my part. Wait, wait, wait. You switched her from being an officer down to a board member? No, from a board member down to an officer. Okay, wait a minute. Da- da- wait. Officers are, I don't want to say above, but officers are more responsible than board members. Why are you saying you moved her from a board member down to an officer? it's exactly the opposite way i'm sorry ladies the officers by common law this is law you can even you can pull it up in all the 50 states the officers of a nonprofit any corporation but a nonprofit corporation are the president the vice president the secretary and the treasurer those are the titles for the officers and sometimes they're called the executive committee because they have so much more responsibility everybody else are called board members sometimes called directors okay so you guys are and there's no limit of 6. 501c3s, do you think the Red Cross has only 6 people managing a billion dollars? No. So that's your bylaws that say your board has 6 people, but those four officers are the responsible people. Those are the ones that can obligate the organization, that can sign contracts on behalf of the organization. Those are the only ones the IRS will will talk to or accept signatures from. Your board members are members at large. So you moved her to a board member with less responsibility. Like that somehow there needs to, and it could just be her. So things change, and this was what she could give up. But hopefully there was, there was some communication, or you saw something coming, or she felt, she felt able to share that you would work with her. But sometimes you just, people just, you can't, I don't know. Sometimes you cannot instill loyalty, as much as you would like. She's not, you know what, again, what was our priorities? Who comes first? The Lord. And maybe there was, maybe that was lacking in her life and it should be first. Second is is your spouse. Third is kids. And where were you on the list? I don't know, way down here. So. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Top here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, Visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.